Journeyman Chronicles. Welcome back, welcome back, and yes, welcome back, all of you, every single one of you. I've missed you. How was your week? How's your day so far? Are you just starting it? Are you starting to wind down? Are you going to go work out? Are you going to go hang out with some friends? What's your life like? What are you up to? Whatever you're doing, you got the Journeyman Chronicles keeping you busy. I like that. My name is The Journeyman. I am Felix C. Arroyo. And I'm bringing you yet another episode of this wonderful brand new podcast. You have to excuse me, guys. I am coming down with a damn cold. I'm struggling. I mean, I am on the struggle bus. I am driving it, and I am every single passenger on that bus. But you know what? I am going to persevere. I'm going to push through this shit because that's what the fuck I do. So my wife gave me some medicine. I drank some tea. I took some, uh, the fuck did I have? I ate some chicken noodle soup. I'm fucking, I'm ready to roll. I got some hauls. I am not letting this slow me down and neither should you. Damn it. If you're sick, I suggest you listen to the journeyman chronicles. End of conversation. I'm not really interested in what your doctor has to say about it. Listen, before we get started with today's episode, I would like to take some time to talk about something important. It's important to me. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast as much as I've been enjoying creating every episode, interviewing the people that I'm talking to, sharing with you their journey and also mine. Now, this just isn't a passion project. To me, this is something I want to devote all of my time, all of my energy to, and I need your help. So this is where you come in. This is not mandatory. This is strictly voluntary. But if you would like to donate any money to the Journeyman Chronicles, you can do so. Any money that I get for this podcast goes directly to this podcast. I have a lot of equipment that I want to invest in. I have equipment that I would like to upgrade. This all takes money and I'm doing as much as I can, but I could use your help. If you are interested in supporting the Journeyman Chronicles and you would like to make a contribution at the bottom of every single description for every episode, there's a link that says support this podcast. You click on that link. And it's going to take you to a page that says become a supporter and you have a monthly contribution option of $1, $5 or $10. Now, please be aware that this is a monthly contribution. It can be canceled at any time. This is not mandatory. You are still going to be able to listen to the Journeyman Chronicles if you don't contribute. But I am asking and in the epic words of TLC, I ain't too proud to beg. And as much as I hate it, I know that I got to do what I got to do to make this happen. In order to make this podcast bigger and better, I'm going to need your help. So again, at the bottom of every description for every episode, click the link that says support this podcast and pick your option. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Now we're going to get started with this episode. This week, we talk with Jose Garcia, who is a business owner. He talks about how back in 2008, he was laid off from his job as a custom granite fabricator for many years, and he took it upon himself to not stay down. He got back up and he went to school. With his uh, wife's help, Jazzy, they got him through an associate's bachelor's and now a master's in marketing. He, along with his wife, Jazzy, now own a business called TwoSincere.com, where they make candles. And um, he also, uh, he is what he likes to call, a, he calls himself a creative. And uh, pretty much he he makes a lot of art, a lot of music, a lot of beats. He's into so much purely just for the passion and the culture. We talk about that a lot. Uh, he's got a website that he dedicates to his brainstorming ideas called oddcurious.com. And I'd like to, at the end of this episode, talk a little bit more about that. He refers to himself as Mr. Infinito. I'm just excited to 
to share this story with you because everything I just told you, uh, him and his wife Jazzy did while raising children at a very young age. He became a father at the age of 17. And they are now, you know, young adults into adulthood. And, you know, with being laid off, he's taking lemons and making lemonade. The exact type of story that I feel the Journeyman Chronicles should highlight. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get started. Here we are. Episode seven with Jose Garcia, a.k.a. Mr. Infinito. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you pretty good. All right, word. I can hear you too. So, I know you're doing. Um, I know you're doing Boiler Room Productions, um, but that you know, I'm I've been listening to your beats, and I went back. Uh, I went back on Spotify today because I follow you on Spotify there, and oh, I was word. listening to the beats again. The beats are dope. I love I love For the sure. sound. When did you start producing? Because when I met you, you was just rhyming. Or were you producing beats then too? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, beats are were my that's my first love. Oh okay, you know I mean? okay. Um, yeah, I, I started making beats back my senior year in McCaskey. Um, I took a independent music class and taught myself how to how to use their MIDI lab. Oh word. Um, so I, I got to go in there, you know, solo for a, what an hour and a half or something every day. You just taught and yourself. Kinda, yeah, yeah, because I, I I knew they had it there available, so I yeah. just I went and asked. I asked my guidance counselor. I went and asked the the music teacher there, and yeah, they they, they let me they let me do it. So I just got the, I mean, and and this is I, I mean I didn't really have a whole lot of real music background other than I I just love, you know, hip hop music. So yeah. I, so you know I mean I, and I always wanted to be a DJ. Never had the dough for DJ equipment. You know, as a teenager. So yeah, I got to got to dive in at McCaskey and and. Uh, you know, try out their MIDI lab. And then after McCaskey it took a little, a couple years, but you know what I mean? I uh, bought my computers and shit and, and, you know, built up my equipment and started making beats from home too. And, uh, and I've been, I think the original, I, there's a picture of the boiler room hanging over here. I think the original, the date is on like 2004. It's the first, uh, the, the first the, official home studio I had at home. Oh, the first for real? boiler room. <laughs> 2004. Yeah. So been, yeah, yeah. So, you think being a being a producer or, or that being your first love, that makes it easy for you to kind of to enjoy all types of hip hop music or or are, are you savvy with all kinds of music or is it just hip hop? Like I would think somebody like that makes beats can listen to all kinds of music and find something that they like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I listen to all types of shit. I mean, growing up. Yeah, I, we listen to salsa yeah. uh, music in the house all the time. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I grew up, I grew up listening to, you know, Fania and all that. My dad had a, a huge, huge music collection. So I grew up listening to that stuff. At the time, I didn't appreciate it. Yo, I got sure. a little, I got, <laughs> yeah. I got a little older and started, I realized that a lot of their messages were similar to the music I was listening to. And I started to appreciate Hector Lavoe and Willie Colomore. And, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, uh, because they, and Ruben Blades, you know, their music was real similar to what I was listening to because I always, I was always attracted more to that that lyrical stuff. You know, they were they were telling stories and, and really saying something. And uh, those salsa guys were really doing a lot of that same shit. So, um, yeah, I grew up on that. My a uh, lot of you know soul shit, uh, even disco a little bit. My you know, my dad had a big music collection, so we listened to all types of shit at home. Um, but me, I just gravitated uh, to hip hop when I was young. So you grew up listening to uh, uh, your dad's um, big music collection. I'm guessing it's vinyl, eight track. What, 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 oh yeah, was, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah vinyl, <laughs> vinyl cassette tapes. Yeah, uh, I mean he had a lot of a, a lot of both. Uh, I remember my dad, well, my mom too, but yeah, a lot of vinyl. Uh, I, I, I remember an eight track player. Um, I was surrounded <laughs> by music my whole life. My wife and I, that's a bond that we share. And um, I always like when, when, when I talk to people uh, that love music, I always seem that we t we seem to just kick it off right away. And I, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's uh, when I listen to music, even if it's just a beat. And I think that's why I always appreciate um, producers and DJs and, and beat makers, so to speak, is because I can listen to a to a beat and hear the story without even hearing words. Do you when you're making beats, are you just are you just going in what you're feeling at the moment or do you always have a 
an idea of where you want to go with your beats as far as like telling a story or are you just are you just throwing down drums and letting it go Nah, for the most part uh like it, it just happens like like I, I might chop up a sample or, or or play something on the keys and i just it's just experimenting and, and seeing what what fits and, and fitting the pieces together um it, it's rare it, it's super hard for me anyway to to I'll have beats in my head and try to conceptualize them on the keys. And sometimes sure. they, they just don't come out the same way you hear them. Sure. Um, so for, for me, it's just kind of, uh, you know, messing with the pads or my keys and, and, and figuring things out and then, you know, putting it all together. So are you, are you born and raised in Lank or where are you from? Well, uh, I've been here most of my life. I came yeah. here when I was young. I was from, uh, from Jersey, but okay. I've been in Lancaster uh, since elementary school. So. Okay. So you, you're from Jersey. Where about? It, uh, Union City. Okay, Union City, my uh, brother. Up by, by Hoboken, Jersey City, North Jersey. So, talk to me about uh, you moved down to Lancaster in uh, uh, elementary. Is that have you always been uh, inspired to do music, or was that something? Was there anything else you wanted to do with your life when you were young? Yeah, I was like ten. I got uh, it was a, a tribe called Quest, a low end theory, mm. Um, and, mm. and from that, that was just like I, I don't know, it was just something else uh i don't know i don't know just uh i fell in love with 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 that music at that time and it introduced me to this whole whole world um and then you know it went into gangstar and then yeah you know wu-tang and mob deep and you know i mean the, the 90s were were dope as fuck for you know well, yeah, that, boom bath, yeah yeah new york, new york you know underground that you know that sound so it was it, it was dope to come up during that time and there's so much dope shit you know, Nas and, you know, just legendary shit now. So, it, you know, that that's kind of what influenced me and, and made me, you know, love, love the music, that sound. But but at first it was it was Tribe Called Quest and Gangstar that, that really kind of pulled me in. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. Tribe always had that like jazz infused hip hop that that shit. Yeah. I, I always loved it. That Pete Rock did the same thing. <clears throat> um, Mass Appeal, that song. I love Mass Appeal by Gangstar. That's one of my favorite Gangstar oh, yeah. songs. When I when I started this podcast, you hit me up and uh, you gave me mad love for the podcast, and I appreciated that because this is oh, this is all new to me. I mean, uh, you know, talking in in the mic ain't new to me, but I was used to doing it, you know, in a studio and with and my boy recording me. Now it's kind of like I'm I'm doing something that I love doing. It's just on a different type of, you know, format. But you hit me up and uh you had expressed that uh you have a you have a journey. Take me through um your ups and downs these past 10 15 years. Shit has been kind of was was up and down early, you know what I mean? I was a uh me and my wife, we were married young. We were young parents. So we were raising, we were raising kids in our twenties when everybody else was having a good time. And sure. uh, still no, 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 no regrets at all. You know what I mean? I, I love my wife to death. She's right or die. And, and you know what I mean? She's, she's everything. Um, but yeah, we, you know, it, it was tough. Uh, it, it was good for a while. And around 2008, you know, we, you know, I got laid off personally. I was at that time, I was a uh, granite uh, fabricator. I, I was installing granite countertops. Uh, they had laid me off. And then during that layoff, that's when the economy kind of collapsed um, mm -hmm. um, in 2008. Um, you know, it happened everywhere. So I, I wasn't a, I wasn't alone in, in that thing at that time. You know, a sure. lot of people went through that shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was laid off. And in the middle of that, the company I worked for was sold. So I was kind of, you know, SOL. Um, had to figure out something new. But it, at the same time, it was a, a gift and a curse. You know, it, it forced me to, to rethink my life. I hadn't I didn't have any desire more than to, than to do what I was already doing. I was good at what I did and, and, and it paid the bills. You know what I mean? I, I, I busted my ass every day and I was, you know, breaking my back, but uh, it paid the bills. And I was, I was, you know, happy. I was supporting my family and have any problem with it. Uh, but when you get laid off, you know, it's like, uh, what did I do wrong? You know, what could, what, what could I have done better? What, yeah. what, what can I change? Yeah. Um, so it, it hit a bottom. I hit a bottom. I was able to sit back and think and I decide, fuck it. I'm going to go back back to school. I had never any desire to go to college or anything like that. So I uh, said, fuck it. I went to hack, uh, got my, uh, started going to classes. I got my associate's degree and I, I loved it. Um, partway through the hack program, I got my associates in, in marketing. 
I said, you know, I'm going to transfer. I'm going to keep on going. I, I transferred to Elizabethtown College. I finished up my, my bachelor's degree, um, had some, some dope-ass professors that um, kind of really influenced me and pushed me. Um, and even I was, I was old, um, but you know what I mean? I, I really, I, I wanted to change. So, I mean, I took on internships. Yeah. I was a 28 year old intern with the Barnstormers, not getting paid <laughs> shit, working with, working with 18, 19, you know, you know, 19, 20 year olds. Uh, yeah. It was cool. It was a cool ass experience, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, I was 28 years old. I was uh, way older than everybody else. I interned at Annie Ann's. I did a bunch of shit, just trying to make this marketing thing happen. And yeah, they, uh, after uh, Elizabethtown College, I still wanted more. So I, I eventually got my uh, master's degree um, in uh, integrated marketing communications. So I, I went seven years straight. Um, during that process, I was in the middle of a career change. So I went from, you know, a, a granite countertop installer of 10 years to uh, uh, today, uh, you know, marketing manager uh, for a company. And I'm a, a, a business owner with my wife. You know, we have our, our own home business. So we, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to make things happen. Try not to stay uh, stagnant. This this last year with COVID gave us a lot of time. You know, to we we sped up a lot of our things for our own home business stuff, and and yeah, we, we're just trying to make it work. I think a lot of people can relate to everything you just said, especially you know with you know 2008, 13 years ago. But it, I don't know how you feel. To me, I'm like 2008 was just was just four years ago in my, in my mind, but it really was, <laughs> it was 13 years ago. A lot of people, uh, felt that hit. Um, yeah. but, uh, you said something that really, that stuck out to me. And I've said this myself, my wife always would tell me this, uh, to not stay stagnant. And I never understood. I understood what that meant before, but I, I really understand it now because you got to keep moving. And, uh, you know, they always say that the duck looks calm above water, but below water, his his <laughs> legs are just kicking, kicking nonstop. Let me dive into a couple things that you brought up, because it, uh, I want to I want to just ask a couple quick questions. One, what ex- uh, what was it about marketing that uh, interested you? Just I, I loved how it was always going to be evolving. Uh, I, I love being a student. I learned that I love being a student. And, and marketing is a field that's constantly going to be evolving and changing and growing. So I'm always going to be a student to, to the discipline, to, to, to marketing, to the, you know, in general. So I'm always going to be learning because the, you know, the, um, you know, trends change and things yeah. are, are, are going to evolve. So um, I looked at it as a challenge, um, you know, and, I, I, at the time, I loved my old job, but it was real repetitive. You, you do the yeah. same thing over and over every yep. day. Yep. Um, and, and, and it's all good at the time. But now thinking back, it's like I, I, I enjoy not busting my ass as much and, and thinking more um, and, and, you know, thinking my way through through shit rather than, you know, physic, you know, the physical labor part. Of yeah. It. And I, I want to get back to that physical labor part, yeah. but I, I want to dig into these questions real quick. You interned at Annie Ann's and you interned at uh, the Barnstormers. What what was the detailing in regards to internship there what were you doing <laughs> well for the barstormer it was all the all the promotional stuff okay <laughs> um so a lot of the theme nights uh we'd be out there uh handing out flyers sometimes uh i i did a little bit of mascotting okay okay <laughs> i was there i, I was uh what they brought in like a special Nickelodeon mascot. I was the, the one of the special feature mascots for the night. It was the hot, <laughs> hottest night of my life. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Annie Ann's was a was a little more formal. Okay, I would uh, think right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at Annie Ann's, you know, I did more more writing, uh, blog writing, uh, you know, things like that, social media stuff. The um the business now now okay. So you said you brought up you brought up you have a business with your wife. Did this start? After your transition into school? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, 20, 2013, I believe, is when we started it. But we have a, a soy wax, a soy candle business called uh, twosincere.com. Okay. Um, twosincere.com. Yeah, let's yeah. let's make sure we get that out there. Twosincere.com. And at Two Sincere Shop on Instagram. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> okay. Yo, go ahead. Plug away, brother. This is your time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, basically, I'm the, I'm like the back end. I, I I built our website. I okay. Make I see. Sure the the, the back end works. My wife is the face of the company. She 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 makes the candles. You know. Okay. She's the, you know, she's the you know she's the, the 
the backbone of it all. And I'm, I'm kind of supporting her and, and helping her build this. From gotcha. The, you know. Gotcha. Is this like uh, something that she's always done or is it, did she pick this up also during the, this stretch of you going to school? Yeah. Yeah. She picked it up a few years before that. And yeah, she was making them for a little bit. And then uh, as, as I progressed in, in, in my learning, things like that, I was like, we can give this a shot. You know, I, I learned how to build uh, websites at the time and I took a shot at building an e-commerce site uh, for the first time back in 2013 and you know made it happen and you know now I think la- last year we relaunched we rebranded and relaunched uh, our a website our website and it's it's been you know fun to, to see the evolution that we've gone through you don't think of it at the time but when you get there then it's like wow you think back yeah we've we've evolved and we've grown a lot so it's it's exciting it's fun to be a part of and Trying just learning to figure this shit out. I know uh, firsthand um, what it is to to break your back work, and not literally, but um, obviously figuratively to bust your ass. Um, uh, uh, labor work is very exhausting, and um, I feel like as men or women, for that matter, those that and there are women that are working in those fields also. But you get so used to it, it's almost like well. You know, this is you. You had just alluded to this earlier. It was, you were good at it. Um, it paid the bills. It is what it is. And then you take a step back in a moment like this, and you go, "Damn! If I would have kept working a job like that, I probably wouldn't have been able to stand up straight in tw- you know twenty years." Yeah. I work yeah. with I work with guys right now that have a hard time uh, maneuvering, uh, or standing, you know, it's, it's, I'm feeling it and I'm 42 years old and I sit on a tow motor for 10 hours a day, eight, eight to 10 hours a day. I don't want to do that much longer. So I completely get where your mindset was back in 08. And it's almost like, you know, just like you said, getting laid off, um, was, a, a blessing in disguise, as they say, because yeah. you could have very well not have been laid off, and you probably would be still doing what you're what you were doing, just yeah, in a yeah, lot more sure. pain. So, yeah. when you look at yourself now, do you find that you have a lot, not a lot more time? Because I know you're you're not you know you're not staying stagnant, so you're you're busy. But are you you're a lot more happier with the busy? Are you able to focus now? Is that where your your a boiler room has has picked up because you've you've been able to kind of focus on that more. I mean a little bit of that, but I think a little bit is you know uh, the, the kids are getting older. My you know my my oldest is twenty two. Okay. Uh, my middle son is at nineteen, and my daughter is sixteen. So uh, all of a sudden we have a little more time, kind of with the kids getting older, and um, so it's 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 interesting. We're we're adapting to to you know, having more time and, uh, and, you know, trying to make it productive. Do you have any interesting stories of trying to record music while your kids are trying to sneak into the room? Because I have stories <laughs> like that. <laughs> no. well, well, yeah, from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. They used to sneak in all the time. I, I did uh, back when I was rapping and I, I have them actually on a track because they used to sneak in all the time. So occasionally I'd have them just record stuff. Um, so that, that they, they kind of get it out of their system. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually have them on a track that I recorded and it's oh, yeah. on Spotify, <laughs> but it's funny <laughs> to look back at it now and, and, and hear their little voices, uh, and now that they're, you know, grown man and, and, you know, you know, young woman now. So it's, but yeah, they used to try to sneak in all the time or I'd have to keep the door locked or, you know, get up and yell, you know, to shut up. I'm yeah, trying to record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about your kids. You've got, uh, you just said you've got some, you got kids that are in a, going into adulthood for the most part. You've got your youngest yeah. is is in high school or getting ready to go in high school? No, high school, 11th grade. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> talk to me about um, you're 20 years old when you had children, your first child when you're 20. 17. 17. <laughs> oh, you said you were yeah. married at 20. Forgive me. We celebrated 20 years this year uh, oh, of marriage. God bless you guys. Uh, That's they- awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Uh, she's 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 a real one. She's dope, man. I, I love my wife more than anything in the world. But no, it's it's back to the question that the kids. Um, yeah, no, it's been just been interesting. It's just a different time in life. You know, they're growing up. They're independent. Um, don't care a whole lot to be around mom and dad right now. <laughs> not that they don't love us, but yeah, they're independent and, and kind of figuring out who they are right now. So it's, uh, was it difficult? Uh, my first was born when I was 23. So that's a six year difference. And, and I've always said, you know, even at 23, I look back and I'm like, I was a kid. 
So I can only imagine <laughs> being 17 and being a father for the first time. If you wouldn't mind just sharing how being a father at that age sculpted you to be the man that you are now, because I would think that oh, it sure. had to do a lot with it. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I don't know, I think at the, at the time, like uh, me and my wife just knew we like we, we were both committed to, to 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 raising our son to making you know to, to building him up and yeah and i i, I don't know we just we, we just knew it's it's crazy that we got we were married a couple years later um and yeah it's been 20, 20 years now so but yeah it, it it wasn't easy you know what i mean when you're 17 sure, yeah. 18, 19 years old you know raising a kid but I don't know. We, we, we just, we rose to the occasion. Like we, we knew we needed to make sacrifices and we just never like, like we knew it was never about us. We can never be selfish. Like it was about, you know, our, our family and making the sacrifices we needed to, to, to grow our family. So I don't, I don't know. It's just, if some, something just clicked and, and, and we just made it work, man. Like, uh, cause, cause we had to. I know there's a lot, you know, I mean, I know even when we were and and I say we, I'm assuming you and I are, are around the same age, but I remember being in middle school and high school, seeing friends, uh, you know, uh, ha I get pregnant or hear that their girlfriend was pregnant, raising children at a young age. There's a lot of people that would, I think, benefit from hearing somebody like yourself. Your words were it just clicked. And I feel like um Sometimes, unfortunately, a lot of male youth uh, don't step up to the plate. And it sounds like you did and you and your girl were on board, uh, which is pretty cool because, you know, you always hear these horror stories where it doesn't work out that way. And you have you obviously had a, a fortunate situation uh, and you made it work. Um is that and I don't, I don't recommend that to anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go learning this way no no not yet <laughs> but i'm just saying like it's it's cool to hear that because uh you, you don't always hear that and you know when this gets put out there i'm hoping that that people hear that because you could have very well not stepped up uh your girl could have very well not stepped up but not only did you jump in and say we're going to raise this young man but y'all got married and now you're 20 years into your relationship and you guys have a business together so obviously this isn't a a, a relationship where you guys are just comfortable with each other but no one's talking to one another you know one of those marriages uh, where no, one no, guy's we're, we're, we're partners we're yeah partners you guys are partners that would where how would you how would you describe your love for your for your wife is this something that that you know uh it builds over time or were you like from the very first time you met her, you were like, that's her. I'm, I can't think of anybody else but her. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. We just, we, we just knew. I, I, I can't even explain when, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I, I, I don't know. We just, we, we clicked, you know, first man, we got together. We, we kind of just hit it off and I, I can count on one hand the days we've been apart since we met. Like it's. That's really cool. So you guys are definitely ride or dies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and not and not like in any negative way. I mean, we have our, our bickering shit, but we never have any big blow ups, anything like that. We know each other. We know each other well. And we know when to back off, when to when when to fight for shit, yeah. when not, when not yeah. to. And <laughs> what battles to fight for and when to. Yeah, yeah, when to sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK, so we got kids that are growing up and moving out. You've got a business uh, that you are are that you started with your wife um that she is the uh the heart and soul of it and you are the the engine behind it uh so to speak if uh, if, if i may say so um talk to me about uh, is boiler room productions something that you do as a hobby or is this something that you're really starting to put some some force behind i don't i don't want to label like i just want to make shit you know what yeah. i mean like yeah um like I, right now, I, I'm at a, a place like I've had a lot of time this, the, with COVID or anything that got to dive in deeper into the beats. And I've been going back into like, I have I have, you know, since 2004, 15 years of, of, of beats <laughs> stored yeah. in the thing. So I've been trying to find some old ones. I'm reworking them and it, not completed beats. Most of them are sketches. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call them. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But, you know, uh, so I've been going back through a lot of old shit, cleaning some of that shit up, making new stuff. Um, just trying to stay motivated and, and trying to get a lot of that stuff out of the vault and, and out into the public. Um, Cause I'm not, it's, it's not doing me anything. Sin. I have a problem on hoarding beats. 
<laughs> but I'd rather, be, <laughs> I'd rather be making beats than be promoting and, and, and doing the marketing side, which is strange because I, I got into the marketing originally thinking I'm going to use this to sell my yeah. music. Um, but, you know, it's just when it when it comes to that music part, I'd rather be creating than doing that business I, I think I think uh, I know exactly what you're talking about because I was talking to my wife about this and I said, you know, um, and I'm just speculating here. So if I'm wrong, feel, feel free to correct me. But it seems to me like you're you're a little bit more protective of this part of what you do, because when you said I don't want to label it. I kind of I that's how I feel about when I was making my music. Everybody would tell me, well, what are you going to do with it? You should do this and you should do that. And I'm like, you know, I really just want to just fucking make music. I, I don't want to yeah. I don't want to get into the politics and the ins and outs of it. But when it comes to this podcast, it was completely different. It, my mindset was and I already knew there's a huge difference here. And that difference was I was really protective over my love for rhyming and I just didn't want to taint it with any type of uh, success. I I don't even know that makes any sense, but it was like, I just don't want to even jinx it or talk about it because I was so in my, in myself, I was like, I just don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to label it. I don't want to say what I want to do with it. But this right here, I'm like, I feel like I can knock this out the ballpark. And I was like, what is it? So is that is that how it is with you or or or, or no? Am I off? No, not for sure. I, yeah, it, it is like that. I, I think a little bit is that, you know, uh, as, you know, a, a creative or you, you're your own worst critic. Yeah. In a lot of points. Uh, and, and maybe I'm not speaking for you, but I'm speaking for me. Um, you know, I, I'm my own worst critic. I, you know, I, I'll I'll make shit. In the heat of the moment, like, like this shit bangs. This shit is dope as hell. Um, yeah. You know, anxious to put it out. And then, you know, if I leave it alone, if I sit on it and come back to it a week later, I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I feel like I've grown past it. And then it sits there. And then I just, you know, it's just like, I I, I just keep, mo- I move, I keep moving forward. I, I'm on to the next project. And a lot of that old stuff doesn't see the light of day. I mean, I got uh recorded songs from 10 years ago that have never seen yeah. <laughs> uh, the public. Um you know, and I don't even rap anymore or anything like that. But you know, and and then there's just hundreds of of of, of beats that kind of are abandoned and uh, kind of sitting there. That sounds like the story of like all all producers and beat makers. It's like I got they just have a plethora of shit and hard drives full of beats. And I know a lot of boys that are just like, yo, I used to go over and just I want to record music, but let's listen to all these beats for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> you know, like, oh, look at this beat that I found. Do you ever find a beat from like years ago and you're like? Yo, actually, this is pretty dope. This is what was I thinking? I, I should have fucked around with this one a little bit more. No, I, I do, I, I do. So, um, you know, I'll go digging sometimes, and there'll be some of those that'll surprise me. Um, but I think oftentimes it'll be it'll be it, shit that that I don't like that other people will be like, yo, that shit is dope, or you know, something that I slept on from a long time ago, and somebody happened to be you know hanging out that day, and they'll they'll hear a beat and I'm like, yo, you know. Why don't you ever do anything with that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I, I I thought it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> are you ever working with uh, rappers and MCs at all with your beats, or, or are you just yeah. keeping it close no, to not, the chest? No, no, not anymore. Like, I, when, when we met, I was you know a little bit just trying to get out there more. Um, when we first met back, I had to be 2011, 2012, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So I was. I think when I was going back to school, that was another time that I, I just found myself. Um, uh, wanted wanted to pursue more things, so I, I, I that's when I started pr- to pursue the rapping a little more more hard, you know, and and I ended up doing shows at the Chameleon, meeting you and, and yep. shit like that there. Yeah. Um. So I, I tried to get into the scene a little bit in Lancaster, um, and I did some stuff with some with uh, some local cast and shit, and and it was fun. But yeah, at the time, uh, I kind of once I started getting into my master's program, I kind of uh, phased out, let that slide a little bit. And, yeah. You know, now now I'm just starting to kind of. I never stopped, but now I'm starting to kind of get back into it uh, more, you know, more on the production side, making, you know, I'm, I'm more motivated and, and I'm feeling more, you know, creative lately to kind of really give that a go and, and do more shit. What uh, what is in store for you? What, what plans do you have uh, for the future coming up? Anything uh, that you want to talk about? Well, it's, it's terms of, is, uh, 
<clears throat> our, our business, we, this is kind of our, our busy season now. So we want to get through, you know, the, the fall, fall and, and, and Christmas season, um, get through that shit. But creatively, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, just hoping to bang out, you know, more music, uh, polish up a lot more of the shit that I have, you know, stored on the hard drives and start putting it out there on Spotify and, and everywhere else. Do more writing, move, a whole lot of shit. I, I started a website um, a while back. Um, it's kind of evolved over time, but uh, I, I keep a creative blog of uh, creative projects I want to do. So sometimes I, I'll post up writings, um, uh, photos, you know, uh, and, and music and music. So, yeah. This is on a, on a website? Stay creative. This yeah, is on yeah. your... Uh, Go ahead, yeah, I'm odd sorry. Curious, odd, OddCurious.com. That's okay. my kind of personal creative uh, blog space. It's kind of just my brain on a website. And you're sharing it for for the world to see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. It's going to evolve. There's going to be shit that comes on and off of there. You know, uh, all of the weird shit I might think of, I you know, or, or create. I want to kind of share it there. Explain to me why why you feel the need to post that. On, on your website what's the what is what is that i mean obviously you want people to see it is that more like a like a brainstorming maybe uh type of thing or you're just sharing what you're up to in, in your own way it, it, yeah it, i mean it's kind of both it's me brainstorming you know uh putting ideas seeing what they look like out on the screen and um and yeah part of it is just me wanting to share, you know, what I'm making and creating with the world. And, and, and mostly, you know, I can do that all on social media, but the website is, is mine. So fair enough. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you're making websites. Is that what it, so, I mean? So like you, you're doing a yeah, lot, so, you're doing a lot. Yeah, I just want to just try to try to learn, man. It's just, uh, I mean, I, I just want to be dope at whatever I do, man. Just so if, uh, you know, if, if I'm working in marketing and we need to build, you know, a landing page or, or, or a side website, something like that, I, you know, I, I want to learn uh, to be greater. So I, I picked up web design skills. Now, I don't use that every day at my job, but, you know, it comes in useful because it's, you know, it's a, a skill that's directly related to what I do. Um, and I, and, you know, I, I do work frequently in, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, my website at work and then, you know, at home on, a, on our business, I, you know, that is mine. I built that from the bottom up. So, um, yeah, I think just being a, a, you know, small business owner, you kind of got to dive in and, and uh, you know, help is expensive. So yeah, <laughs> try to, yeah. you know, wear as many hats as you can, uh, where it makes sense anyway, you know, um, where, you know, quality doesn't drop. You know, if I can, if I can take up a job and, and save some money, I'm going to try to figure it out. If I can watch a YouTube video and or some tutorials and, and figure it out, I'm going to give it a shot. You say you uh, you have a, a full time job doing Mark, uh, your, what you're doing. Yeah. Where where's yeah. that at? Do you mind if, if I ask? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I live. I work in uh, Lidditz and uh, Bomberger store. We have uh, a hardware store, flo okay. flooring cabinets, all that stuff. So I'm still kind of in that world of granite, but I'm not. <laughs> you're not doing the. Uh, you're not doing the hard work, <laughs> dude. I I'm like sitting here and I'm like, fuck you, you, uh, you. From 2008, you just leveled up like three different times. You got your own business with your wife. You do websites. Now you've got uh, uh, some extra. You got your uh, associates. Then you got your bachelor's and your master's, or you're going to school for your master's. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I wrapped that all up. I got so you got it all up. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big level up. That's I mean, congratulations. That's a lot of hard work, and you did that like. I mean, but that raising, was between, kids. yeah, I mean, my, my wife, my wife really held me down, man. I tell you, like, she's, she's, she's solid, man. So when, when I was down, she picked me up and, you know, vice versa. So yeah, she held me down for a while, while, while you know, when I got laid off and, and we were trying to figure things out. So yeah, with, it's, 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 it's been good, man. It's been a, a good transition. It's, it wasn't always easy, but yeah, you, you kind of learn on the fly. And, and at the time you don't even think about those things. I, I mean, like just working, you know what I mean? Just working and trying to, yeah. make things happen you know for, for, coming from nothing you know from from losing your job and kind of starting all over so, so it's just about making progress and not even at the time you're not even thinking about it it's just working and trying to move forward yeah i uh i was laid off from a job that i uh, funny is i was laid off in 09 no excuse me yeah 2009 
and then the company went out went out of business as I was laid off and I was going to school uh, to get my journeyman's license in electric and they were paying for it and then they went out of business so then I had nobody to help finish pay my last year and uh, I couldn't I couldn't go back to school unless I got with another company that was in that program and nobody was hiring for whatever reason. So I just said, fuck it, I'll stay home and watch my son and save money on daycare because daycare was brutally, <laughs> brutally hurting me. Uh, and so I know, you know, I know what that I know what that's like, man. Um, and like you said, it's like, what did I do? What? But why are you getting rid of me? But. It is what it is when it comes to uh, business. Uh, There's it, nothing personal, uh, yeah. but you take it personally because that's your livelihood. Yeah, for sure. um, but you leveled up, man. You're you're. It's good to catch up with you again, dog. Because it's been it's been a minute. I, you're right. It was think it was like 2011. I met you at the Chameleon. That's where we met. <laughs> it was like us and like five other people that were in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that. Barely, but I remember that. Yeah, it was. It was. I I tell everybody, I'm like, I performed at the Chameleon, but I just don't tell anybody that. Not that. Not a lot of people were in that fucking room. That was the most empty ever. That that was my my thirtieth birthday. I'm pretty sure. Um, And yeah, I was double fishing Long Island all night. Yo, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember you. You remember you mentioning something along those lines? Like I'm. I'm hammered right now like you were fucked up i'm surprised you even were able to remember your lyrics because when i drank i can't i couldn't remember my fucking lyrics at all <laughs> no, I, I didn't start drinking until i got off the stage that night <laughs> oh okay fair enough <laughs> i have this weird crazy story real quick i'm performing where the fuck was it it was in new holland no yeah new holland i forget the fucking name of this place anyway that, that doesn't matter what matters is i show up there and I start drinking, which I never drank before I ever performed. I just wouldn't do it. But for some reason, I was like, let me get comfortable. I had like three or four Bacardi and Cokes, and my I, my brain got real loose. And I was starting to forget my lyrics. Like I was, before I went up on stage, I was like <laughs> spitting it to myself. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, I can't remember these fucking words. So I ran into the bathroom. And I played back. I grabbed my phone. I'm playing the shit back to my, you know what I mean? Like trying to remember this shit. And uh, I went up on stage. I had two songs. I went up on stage. I sort of forgot the words, the first song, but I was able to play it off and keep it going. The second time, I flat out. I'm talking like Eminem, 8 Mile, fucking standing there frozen. And uh, my man that was up there was like, just keep, uh, he said, start over, just, just start over, start over. So I wait for the beat to come back around. I start over. I've dropped cold at the same exact spot. And I just gave, I gave the mic to my boy and I just walked off stage. Yo, that was the most embarrassing. I don't miss rhyming in front of people. Like, I've never been one like that. I always liked rhyming, like making music, but performing, I was like, man, this ain't, that goes right back to like, I just didn't really want to label it. I'm not, I just like making the music, but I don't want to have to perform in front of anybody. Uh, man, I used to love performing, man. That oh, was, for that, real? That's the one part I missed. I used to love that, man. I don't know. Like, um, the, the first time I performed was opening for Red Man and Method Man. Like, the first Ooh. time on stage um, at the Chameleon. And it, it wasn't my set. Uh, this dude from York named Finite, um, I had met him at a show in the Lizard Lounge like a, a month before or something like that. And um, he, I liked his music and, and I started talking to him online a little bit. And um, I, don't, I don't remember what what the discussion was, but he he, he offered me a chance to, to do a song opening for Red and Meth that night or, or you know, uh, when, yeah. on, on his on his stage time. So it was dope. I got to do that and, and I killed it. And, and it was just insane. <laughs> Dog, I need you to, to keep doing what you're doing because I appreciate seeing people um progress and succeed and uh you sir are progressing and succeeding man congratulations Appreciate i that, see man. yeah I, I mean listen uh you keep putting shit out because i mean i know the beats are just your thing to to enjoy yourself but they're dope beats and i'm not it uh, makes thanks, me man. it makes me like feel like i could i could write some shit again and i haven't i haven't dropped anything since you know 2015 but just 
just trying to stay creative. So yeah, hopefully, you know, I can stay in that zone and, and keep making shit, man. How do you, uh, real quick, how did you, you know, trying to stay stagnant during the pandemic was tough for everybody. Cause you got, you're trying to keep it moving, but you, you really can't. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess it really depends because you were able to do so much online and that, you know, yeah. was that beneficial to you? I no, mean, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I got to spend more time, you know, in the house, I'm bored. I'm going to go make music Yeah. or I'm going to go focus on, on, you know, building uh, our business. I think we were planning to kind of relaunch our business uh, in, in this year, 2021, but we were, you know, with COVID, we were able to kind of move that back a year. Um, okay. We had time to focus and kind of just put our heads down and, and you know, get what we wanted done. Um, where otherwise, with without COVID, you know, I, that that's horrible to say. I, I wish COVID wasn't here, but <laughs> without COVID, we wouldn't have had I, that time to yeah. kind of focus, um, you know, and, and really just be still for a minute and, and just, you know, really think things through and, um, you know, game plan and, and yeah. figure things out. Yeah, I think a lot of people, including myself, know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's almost like you don't want to be thankful for something as uh, as devastating as the pandemic has been. But at the same time, you're grateful because it allowed you to be still, to take a look around. There's a lot of people that said, fuck this job. Um, and I was almost one of those people, but I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't quite justify it, but I was close. I'm at, I'm at that point in my life where I'm making plans now so that I can, I can be in a position where I can say, I'm out, I'm doing something that I want to do on my terms. Uh, and I want to be happy. I believe in, you know, quality of life and I believe in spending time with my family you know what I mean? I feel like, and I think you can agree, you know, when you're at yeah. a place that, that is taking that from you, it starts to, you start to get put in a, in a place where it's like, what are we doing? Like, what am I, what the fuck am I doing? And I, I don't know how, how your upbringing was, but I grew up in a family where, you know, it was the blue collar way of life. And that was to be expected. You just shut yeah, the fuck up just, and go to fucking work. And you and yeah, you grind yeah. out for your family, which is admirable. Uh, congratulations, man. Like I said, I'm happy to see uh, people succeeding. Especially oh, like, you know, like when I see, you know, minorities succeeding, the Latinos succeeding. Fuck yeah, man. I'm props to you and yours and and uh i want to plug i want i want to plug your your business with your wife i'm going to put it in the description for this podcast how does she make these candles like is that something like you help her with or she does she do that all on her own or what i i I used to help her with it but she got so (laughs) fast with it now like she doesn't need it anymore now i'm in the way so i don't even help her making that stuff anymore what does she do? Like, uh, how how does this whole process of candle? Do you know? Do you or do you just walk away and she just? And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, I just walk away. But yeah, she, she yeah, she makes she uh, mixes her own, you know, the, the wax and and, yeah. and the fragrance and you know, yeah, she, you know, she she jars everything. She adds the wick uh, to to each jar individually and hand pours every single candle that that gets shipped out of here. And she picks like she's like she's super selective of what fragrances you know go out with with you know our name on it so she yeah she picks every every fragrance you know she makes sure it's it's, it's gonna hit all right brother well listen i wanna i wanna uh once and for all give you your flowers let your wife know that i i think what you guys are doing is awesome um thank you so much for joining me yeah, i no hope doubt, i hope that uh i hope that when people hear this interview that you know my goal especially is to try to get as as many youth as I can to listen to it. And so to hear a, a story like yours, I feel is inspiring because you guys were young and here you are. And yeah, so it's, it just takes time, man. Patience. Yeah. Patience and, uh, and work and hard work and hard, hard work, work patience, dedication. Love. Listen, um, congratulations. No doubt, man. And yo, keep doing this thing. This is dope. I've, listen to every episode so far so i think you're killing it man and i'm, oh, I'm a fan thank of you. podcast so congrats on on, on this shit and I, I i wish you lots of luck and and you know thank you continue you. with this podcast man so it, it's been dope so far so let's keep it up man i'm trying man i'm trying i'm trying like i said i'm trying to i'm trying to do something on my own and this this feels good it feels right at home i'm just i'm just going with the energy i'm just feeling it and i'm just going with it brother 
All right. Hey, I appreciate you, man. God bless. Take it easy. Let's keep in touch. Yeah, no doubt, man. I'll check you out, man. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Jose's got a great head on his shoulders. Uh, the relationship he has with his wife, uh, you can just tell by listening to him that um, it's loving, it's solid. They're a team. Once again, I know I've said it several times throughout this episode to Jose, but if he's listening right now, which I, I hope he is, <laughs> brother, I'm proud of you and your wife, Jazzy. Congratulations on your continued success. Now, like I said, I want to talk about this website called oddcurious.com. He had mentioned it to me, and after the interview, I go and I check it out. There's a lot going on on this website. He has... Uh, a section dedicated to music a section called writing on the wall which uh, to me it seems like it's it's uh, like an open letter to um, big tech and he just talks about his ideas in this open letter he, he also has a section um, dedicated to uh, the odd list so this odd list will likely evolve and grow over time and I may not accomplish everything but a man can dream and he lists the things he wants to accomplish why not and they're thoroughly written out it's not just a list it's a list and it's thoroughly written out make the guinness book of world records take my wife skydiving attend new york knicks ticker tape parade jose i hope you don't mind but i just i'm blown away excuse me by this website because there's a lot going on in here and i'm glad that you brought it up i wanted it to be shared to the listeners and so here it is please take a look at this website and support my friend go listen to his music the boiler room stranger on spotify if you're a rapper if you're an mc you want to listen to some beats this guy's got the juice thank you jose for joining me on the uh journeyman chronicles and i thank you the listener uh not my strongest week here i'm i'm trying to hold it together but i promise next week yours truly will be in superb form until then y'all know the routine maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons my name is felix c arroyo the journeyman and these are the journeyman chronicles